Hi there, today on Typical Books we're going to be talking about Wasps and the Ice Cream by Tim McGregor. This is now the definitive summer read and I related to a lot of the characters and you're going to find out why. Wasps and the Ice Cream caught my eye well before it was released from Raw Dog Screaming Press, which is how we know it today, and it had the same artwork that was going to be part of the book with the original publisher. And I'd originally seen all that from a different publisher. Now it could have been published by a doomed publisher and that would have been very unfortunate, although we would have gotten it sooner. Then who knows, it could have been ripped from our shelves entirely, although it would have looked and felt a lot like it does. The cover art is by Elder Lemon Design and those in the know may know that that is Keelan Patrick Burke. So of course it has a cover that looks so darn cool. And the title lends itself to the imagination, doesn't it? Wasps in the ice cream and I could tell that it definitely worked on the imagination of the artist. Now upon reading the book, the uh, description and the uh, explanation for the wasp and the ice cream does make a lot more sense and is kind of an enchanting plot device throughout. So I chose this book mainly because of the cover and somewhat from its turbulent history. I had known that it was being withdrawn from publication because it was uh, pulled from the HWA website and that made me look on elsewhere like on Twitter where that sort of horror news is shared more readily and horror happenings are posted because I wanted to see why. So luckily a year or so later it was back on our shelves. Unfortunately it took me a little bit longer even to get to reading it because I had forgotten that I wanted to read it. And I think that this happened to quite a few people. This was on a lot of people's reading lists because the title was so cool, the artwork was so neat and it just piqued the imagination. And a lot of people wanted to see more from Tim McGregor, uh, Heart Strange and Dreadful, I believe is the title of the book that came out. I think it was Flame Tree Publishing put that out. So there was some buzz, no wasp pun intended there, but it ended up being forgotten perhaps. So let this serve as your reminder to pick up Wasps in the Ice Cream by Tim McGregor this summer. The setting is the summer. What happens when you fall for the girl everyone hates? Summer 1987. Mark Pruitt's only priority is to avoid his dad's new wife and waste time with his friends, but idle nights are the devil's playground. When his friends decide to pull a cruel prank on the reclusive and strange Pharaoh sisters, Mark regrets caving into peer pressure. Wanting to make amends, Mark is drawn into the mysterious world of the Pharaoh girls, finding a kindred spirit in the middle sister, George. She is unlike anyone he's ever known, a practicing witch who uses folk magic to protect her family. They bond over books, loneliness, and homemade spells. She even invites Mark to join a seance to contact her dead sister who died under mysterious circumstances. Keeping their relationship secret, Mark learns that living a double life in a town this small is impossible. When the secret is exposed and his friends plot to punish the witch sisters for stealing one of their own, Mark is forced to choose between these two worlds. This takes place in the summer of 1987. I myself took place in the summer of 1987 and I would have to say that without a doubt Tim McGregor also took place in 1987 because this captures it so well. I see on Reddit people often want to read books like Stephen King books and this one captures that sort of pre-teen uh, kids on a mission coming of age horror style sort of story. So uh, this is the sort of thing that captures what teens and pre-teens might go through in a boring old summer, especially if your paths cross with different kids or teens that you would normally not hang out with at school. 
And I felt that idea was captured perfectly, having been on both ends of that spectrum myself, that this has now become what will be my most perfect summer read every year going forward. Much like Blood Sugar is my new Halloween read, this is my new summer read. Now, young Mark Pruitt crosses paths with this girl, George Farrow, who is shunned by the entire town alongside her sisters and parents. It is very much a meeting of a Bobsy twins reject boy and an Adams Family reject girl. Now, even though it is an adult styled book with an adult tone, I think it's suitable for middle grade and young adult readers because it's not really bonerific. It's not too dark. And bonerific is a new word. You can feel free to use it. There is some folk magic going on in here. It's got some grim storylines too. Nothing too horrible, which makes it a really cozy read for adults that don't want to read anything too extreme either. The setting of summertime, the boring summer jobs and that sort of thing, I think it would just speak to 1987 year old Lydia, however old that would be. And it still speaks to me as an adult. George Farrow really reminds me quite a bit of me and I'll get into why shortly. Mark, the other main character, uh, reminds me a lot of other people I knew, a little bit of me here and there, but we'll begin with a female character because that's a little easier. George doesn't have a lot of friends and George lives in a weird ooky spooky house with her weird ooky spooky family and I definitely checked all of those boxes in 1987. So she practices a little bit of folk magic it seems so from time to time in this, you've sort of got this Lost Souls by Poppy Z. Bright feeling, a little bit of We've Always Lived in the Castle by Shirley Jackson. They live on Merrily Road. And a little bit of Virgin Suicides by Jeffrey Eugenides. Very definitive, to me, definitive summer reads. Now this girl, George, really takes center stage and not in a bad way or a creepy way or voyeuristic way. She is there and present, part of the story, a main character with a full fleshed life of her own and a weird ass life, I might add, which makes her really interesting. And she is a main character and I myself was the main character in 1987. So I think we all were right. We, the world revolved around us if we were teens or preteens in 1987. So this really strikes a chord with me. Now, Mark, the other main character of Wasps and the Ice Cream version of 1987, is the one who deals with the wasps literally in the ice cream. And I really enjoyed his character being a little older than I was at this time. He was like driving cars and uh, I think he just got his license. He was uh, had a car he'd been fixing up. I definitely knew these kids. These were my older cousins and friends. So I could definitely see a lot of them in him. I also did have major chores. And I was like doing things like yard work and cleaning out barns and stuff for extra money to save up for a guitar, if you can believe that. So I definitely did see some of myself in Mark as well with working his jobs, trying to save some money, looking forward to when he finally became an adult. Also having friends that maybe don't fit in 100% with your personality or having friends that don't fit into your life anywhere else. Both of those things, I'm sure most of us have had some experience with. So these characters are enduring. The attitudes they have toward one another, being sort of dismissive and then standoffish, and then they swap roles. And it seems really organic, a very natural sort of like interested in each other sort of relationship as far as teen friends. I think just perfectly written characters, I think. So since this book takes place over the summer, 
it has its work cut out for it. Now, writers, if you're looking to write a book and keep a pace really naturally, uh, take a cue from the seasons. A lot of my favorite stories take place over an entire year. So the story just sort of ebbs and flows along with the weather. And this has that sort of hot, sticky summer, just out of school, nothing to do, where do we go now sort of feeling from the beginning. And it's just sort of clamoring for something to fill the void. And you can feel that in the characters. And part of their relationship maybe is that they are filling a void with one another, but we can't be so sure. The beginning of summer, that feeling when you've watched all the movies and you've eaten all the ice cream and now everything is kind of melting and all the movies are second run and second rate, that sort of feeling definitely takes hold fairly quickly. I think one appeal as far as the summer setting in this book is that it works on a level of teenagerness and you know that they've got some love interests and they shouldn't be hanging out with these people and they should hang out with those people and their parents still have a say in their lives and things like that. And then it edges into like driving and cars and jobs and that can appeal to people who have these sorts of concerns like most of us as adults, right? And then it appeals to the younger set and I was younger than these kids when uh, it was 1987. So them getting on bikes and riding around the town, saving the neighborhood and digging things up out of the ground is so much very like a younger kid thing to do that it drives that home for people who might've been younger at this time. So they're really between worlds, like so many kids and teens during summer. At nighttime, when most adults are in bed or with younger kids doing younger kids things, still like a holdover from a bygone time even for them which might have only been a month ago and they're with older kids doing older kid things or maybe adults like having jobs doing adult things and they're really between worlds and it's just a magical sort of time because of that and it's captured so well and they touch on something that you probably did yourself in 1987 regardless of what that thing was during too hot of a summer regardless of your age Now, it doesn't waste time getting into the smaller plot points and the intrigue of Mark and George. And it is a book that I could read in one lazy day or uh, you could read it in a weekend comfortably. It would be a superb book for a morning commute if you have to take a bus and stuff like that. You could definitely read it within a week during your morning, a couple days a week or what have you. It's comfortable that way because it doesn't really sag. Each chapter is a little self-contained little story and all those little stories lead into one another like a well-written novel or novella. This is a longer novella, short novel, I believe. The pace is very enjoyable too. It does have that sort of languid hot summer feel to it and not a tiring lazy read in any way, but a comfortable sort of lawn chair, beach chair kind of read. And I did like to see that reflected in the season in the writing once again. You know things are going to have to resolve in a certain amount of time because the end of summer is coming. Eventually all this fun, the most unfun fun you've ever had, will have to come to an end. That weird secret life that Mark is leading by hanging out with somebody who definitely doesn't fit into his world otherwise, it's going to have to end, perhaps. And I think that that's the fun on uh, many levels and the intrigue going on, even in the smaller plot lines, is will these two who get along so quirkily, so interestingly, will they even be able to remain friends? It's such a simple premise, 
really, and somehow is just the big driving force from the very introduction of these two characters to the very end of the book. Typically for horror I don't go for a hopeful ending, but I think that this book would have felt pretty let down if something hopeful, a little glimmer of hope didn't happen at the end, and I don't want to spoil it, but by the end it does resolve rather strangely, and time sort of stretches a bit at the end, and I don't think I would have had it any other way. It reminds me a lot of film with a voiceover at the end. I think Stand By Me maybe ends like this. I think because it's written in the first person, this works. Had it been anything else, I think that it would have come across as a little put on, but because it's written in the first person, and we've been seeing everything through Mark's eyes all this time, it fits and it works. I really enjoyed that there is some folk magic scenes in here that really spoke to me in years and years and years and years ago when I was very, very little. I was playing around in the front yard, you know, digging things up like you do in a hot summer, and I tripped over a little piece of something poking up from the ground in front of the steps in my grandmother's house. And I dug it up, and what it was was a pair of scissors. And I brought them in the house, and I said to my grandmother, there's a pair of scissors outside that was buried in the ground in front of the front door. And she scolded me and said to put them back now, exactly like I found them, and she watched me put them back. And I remembered like how they had looked when I dug them up, and they were open wide and facing the driveway, and there was still a little imprint of them from where I dug them up and lifted them out of the soil. She told me they were there for good luck and to keep bad spirits out some sort of folk magic i guess it is so to bury scissors in front of your front door so there's some little bits of that that remind me of that moment in my life so i really just wanted more of that you know but it's a shorter book so there's only so much stuff that can go on and this is what these kids do at night and maybe what some kids wish they were doing at night and I think that I enjoyed that most of all. And they're not out getting into super big bad trouble, although some super big bad trouble does follow them. They're not out doing anything more than getting to know one another and showing one another each other's worlds. And George's world is somewhere I want to be, however weird it is. And I can really understand Mark's compulsion because of that. Now the book is, like I said, now my number one summer read. I will read it every summer and highly recommend that you do too. So it's not too late. It's only August and you can get to this one before school starts. If you have somebody who's having a rough summer, maybe like a hot girl summer gone wrong. I don't know what the equivalent is for young men, but this may be a book for them if they're looking for something like old Stephen King, The Body, Christine even, McCammon's Boy's Life, uh, something like that to fill the gap. You may also see this book return when I talk about all the books that I want to see as films. So for Canadian readers, Tim McGregor is also Canadian. He's from Ontario down south. He wrote a book called Killing Down the Roman Line and it's kind of interesting to me in a couple ways. I know a punk band named the Roman Line. The geographical location of the Roman Line is a road where the Black Donnellys lived. So very interesting. For newer work, turn to the Shirley Jackson Award nominated novella Lure. I've always wanted a mermaid story just like this and I bet that you do too. I've already recommended it heartily to author and reader friends like Juan Valencia from Plague by Visions and Luke Rammer from Dark Fiction factory. Now even though I had wanted to read Wasp and the Ice Cream a long time before meeting the author Tim McGregor, I had only seen him maybe in passing at HWA Ontario meetings. He did send me a copy of Lure. So now I'm going to plug all of his books all the time. I haven't read 
Hearts Strange and Dreadful. And I haven't read Taboo in Four Colors, although I talked about the cover of Taboo in Four Colors and the synopsis on a new releases video. It's a crime book and I'm very interested to read that and everything else. If you also want to get caught up on everything that has ever been written by Tim McGregor, Wasps in the Ice Cream is a very good place to start. So if you've read it before, let me know what you thought. It may have been a year or two. You may have read it when it was first being shopped around for reviews. Or is this new to you? Or did you forget it? Like I suspect some people did. Let me know in the comments below. Thank you very much for watching and have an ooky spooky day.